Abraham Lincoln became a great man despite being raised in a hard, scrabble manner in the early 1800s, enduring a rugged frontier life, growing up in a one-room log house, splitting rails with an axe, plowing with a mule, and receiving his education late at night by candlelight. You know, there must be something magical about that formula, something about it that somehow produced a great man that would change the course of American history. Now, I contend that that formula must be magical because it also is the same formula and the same story of another great man that changed history, medical history. It is also the story of Andrew Taylor Still, the father of osteopathic medicine. Howdy, everybody. This is Dr. Lynn Phillips with Osteopaths on Air, a podcast sponsored by the Oklahoma Osteopathic Association. Now, this podcast is number two, entitled The Early Years, a portion of the life and times of Andrew Taylor Still, the father of osteopathic medicine. Now, as we like to say down south, that boy was bred right, and he sure come from some good stock. Looking back, I guess you'd have to say that Andrew Taylor still was bred right, and he did come from some pretty sturdy stock. Now, what I'm talking about, his great-great-grandfather immigrated to America from Scotland as a boy. Then his great-grandfather became a frontiersman and he succumbed after being tomahawked and scalped by Chief Black Wolf and his band of Shawnee. Then there was Andrew's grandfather, who was also captured by the same band of Indians and was sold into slavery to a French-Canadian trader. But fortunately for great-grandpa, after a year of servitude, he somehow managed to return to Virginia to propagate the next generation of the Still family. And it was there in Virginia that Andrew Taylor Still was born in 1828. Now, Andrew was born during harsh times, and frontier life for the Still family was certainly a struggle. Food, clothing, shelter... They all had to be wrestled from the land with back-breaking toil. Andrew's father was forced to do double duty, first as a physician and secondly as a circuit-riding Methodist preacher. But even those two paying jobs were not enough to feed a hungry family. So with the aid of his children, he managed to scratch out a cornbread living by farming 60 acres of rock-strewn ground. Now, at a young age, Andrew realized he did not want to spend the rest of his life pushing a plow while walking in the footsteps of a mule. No, sir. For Andrew, staring at the south end of a northbound mule, it was not what he wanted to do for the rest of his life. Instead, he decided not to follow in the footsteps of a mule, but rather follow in his father's footsteps and become a physician. I mentioned earlier that besides being a doctor, Andrew's father was also a circuit-riding Methodist preacher, and it was that occupation that 
presented problems for the Steele family. A great deal of time he had to spend away from home, but also as a staunch abolitionist, Andrew's father's anti-slavery sentiments were frequently voiced in his sermons, and needless to say, his views on slavery were not well received in the South. The end result? The Still family had to endure many forced moves. First from Virginia to Tennessee, Tennessee to Missouri, and finally from Missouri to the Shawnee Indian Mission in Kansas. Now, as a result of all of this moving around, formal education for young Andrew was rather hit or miss. Split between one-room schoolhouses or simply homeschooling, where late at night, by candlelight, after the farm work was done, he acquired most of his early education. A.T. states in his autobiography, Many a night when I come home from the cornfield for dinner, my father would meet me at the gate and would tell me that I could rest up a bit by carrying slop to the hogs, and that when that work was done, I needed to go do my studies. Father would say, If you wish to get a meal in the bag, hold the mouth of that bag open. And if you wish to get some sense into that head of yours, keep your mind open. So I did both, slopped hogs and spent many a night reading and studying my lessons by candlelight. Although Andrew disliked farming, it just so happened it was on one of those days in the field, behind a plow, that the first seed of osteopathic medicine was planted. The story goes that Andrew was ten years old and was plowing a field with a mule when he developed a severe migraine headache. In his autobiography, he stated, I drove that mule to the edge of the field, and in the shade of some trees, I tied the plow lines between two trees and lowered them lines down to about eight inches off the ground. Then I threw a blanket on it, and I lay down on the ground and made a swinging pillow out of the lines. Thus, I lay on my back with my head across that rope, and soon I become easy, and I drifted off to sleep. Now, when I woke up, my headache and nausea were gone. Well, it made me wonder how a rope putting pressure at the base of my skull could stop a headache. I didn't have a clue, but after that day, every time I got a migraine, I treated it with a rope swing. As a young boy, Andrew Taylor Still, when not helping with the farm work, was a typical country boy. His spare time spent hunting, fishing, swimming in the creek, and playing with his brothers and sisters. So I guess it raises the question, what was it that molded him into the man that he would become, the man that would change the course of medical history? Well, the answer is one word tragedy. It was a series of tragic events that occurred during the course of his life, events so horrific most men would have been a broken vessel. 
I'll tell you more about those tragic events in the upcoming episodes of The Life and Times of Andrew Taylor Still, the father of osteopathic medicine. This is Dr. Lynn Phillips inviting you to join us for those stories and more on the Oklahoma Osteopathic Association's podcast, Osteopaths on Air.